0: Well, hey there, you amazing human, and welcome back to another awesome episode of the Angela Henderson Online Business Show. I am your host, Ange, from Angela Henderson Consulting, where I'm an international award-winning business consultant and coach who has helped thousands of women around the world make more money by creating a personalized business strategy and mastering their mindset so they can create a business and life they love and want to show up for every single day. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. How is your week going, my friend? I hope it is going absolutely brilliantly, that you're taking time to slow down, and time for you, and time to grow the business, and whatever your week looks like, I hope it's just going miraculously. Now, today on the show, we're chatting with Justine uh, Beauregard, who helps people with purpose build thriving businesses with integrity and joy. And today, we're going to be chatting about how to maximize your profit by putting others first. Now, don't go freaking out because that's what I said. We're going to talk about how to maximize your profit by putting others first. This can be a very counterintuitive concept that many people don't understand. But when they do, and you will by the end of today's episode, you open up you and your business to so many amazing opportunities. We're going to chat about how do you put people first, some myths and misconceptions around this topic, the role that empathy plays with this, and she's going to share with you um, some specific examples about what this could look like for your business and how you can get started. This is a topic that I believe all businesses need to be paying attention to, especially in our current environment. People want to be seen. People want to be heard. People do not want to be a number. They do not want to be a tra- uh, just a transaction. This episode is going to help you to start thinking about how do you put people first in order to maximize your profit. Before we get started on this awesome episode, this episode is sponsored by my four-day exclusive Bali Women in Business Retreat happening October 19th through to October 22nd, 2023. As I've said before, from amazing speakers to mastermind sessions to sound healing, luxury accommodation, luscious food, and the most beautiful connection you can ever imagine, but also time for yourself. This retreat is a must. You do not want to miss it. To learn more about the four-day exclusive Bali retreat, head over to Instagram. My handle is Angela Henderson Consulting. Send me a message and let's just have a conversation to make sure that this retreat is the right fit for you and your business. Payment plans start at just $75 per week. So this is something that any one of you listening right now can afford and pop into your budget and goal plan. Now let's get into today's awesome podcast episode with Justine. Welcome to the show, Justine.
1: Thank you so much for having me. It's great to be here.
0: Goodness, I'm super excited to just have you here. We've been already chatting for almost the last 30 minutes and we're like, okay, shit, we better press record at this stage, right? (laughs) So it's always good. I mean, we've only just kind of gotten to know each other in our space and I was looking for new guests to come on the show. And it's just, it's refreshing to chat about someone, especially about our topic today, about how to maximize your profit by putting others first in a world where people are just looking for the next transaction and the next launch and more money, more money. I believe this is going to be a very refreshing conversation for people today. But before we hop into the topic of conversation today, I always like to ask a fun question to my guests, just so that my audience gets to know you a little bit more. My first question to ask you is my fun question is, I know you love to help not-for-profits raise funds. So in addition to helping business owners around the world thrive. So I'd love to know, what is your all-time favorite not-profit and why? I love St. Jude. And... Mm -hmm. So...
1: It's a charity that I give to often, and um, there's another one in the States that is called the Jack and Jill Late Stage Cancer Foundation. So Mm -hmm. those are kind of my two Mm -hmm. go-tos. I love St. Jude because I love children-focused charities. Mm -hmm. I love that they give support to families that are facing the worst possible scenario in my mind, having two kids of my own. Mm -hmm. I can't imagine one of them getting sick and then having to support all of those medical expenses and care and traveling back and and you know, all of that kind of stuff. So I love the mission of their just entire organization and everything that they send to me always makes me, you know, two things. Number one, it makes me want to give to them because they share such powerful stories. Mm -hmm. And number two, it's also like, you have to respect the level of integrity in their marketing and their sales communications. Like mm-hmm. they're not afraid to ask. They're, you know, abundantly clear about the need that is presented. They explain where the funds are being given, like all of those things. And then the Jack and Jill Late Stage Cancer Foundation is something that I just started giving to after I had a couple of family members pass away from cancer. My mm-hmm. grandmother had brain cancer. Um, so that's just more of like a close to my heart type of charity
0: that... um you know, I love promoting and sharing about
1: because not a lot of people know about it. Mm
0: -hmm. Yes. Now, I'm sorry to hear about your family members. But also, uh, it's yes, it's one of those things that again, cancer, it's unfortunately didn't mean in more places than what we need it to be. So thank you for sharing that. For me, it's like, again, what I love is that you're also looking at how, whether or not you've used those words exactly, but the way I perceive what you're saying is that also you've got this amazing business, you lead with putting people first, but you're also able to take some of the funds that you have from your business and look at other ways that you can make an impact, an ongoing impact. Is that? Would you agree or disagree with that? Absolutely.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think no matter what, I think there's an opportunity every year to give something, right? Mm-hmm. And so... I had always told people and one of my previous business coaches, I actually said this to her on a call. I said, you know, I have this vision when I get my business to the certain point, I think it was like 250 K or something. Mm-hmm. I'm going to walk in to St. Jude with one of those giant checks yep, for like, however much like 25 grand, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to walk in and like, give them this huge check. And it was in that moment, she looked at me and said, why don't you just start working toward giving them 25 grand right now? Like yeah. what can you afford to give right now? And at the time, you know, I was giving like a hundred dollars at Christmas or something. Like it was yeah. just like this amount. And I'm like, okay, I can build this into my plans. So mm. like for my birthday, I created graphics for like, if you join my program during my birthday month, I'll give hundred percent of the proceeds to St. Jude. Right. <laughs> or you know, different things to try to integrate that into my business and into my strategy and pay it forward. Even though it's not the $25,000 one time kind of check that's a big deal, collectively throughout my life, I'm going to end up giving a lot more than that to so many more charities because of the way that this has been integrated into my thoughts mm-hmm. of how I handle the
0: money and all of those things. I just love that we're just having the conversation about how you can make a bigger impact. Because one of my things is the reason why I like showing up every day is to help women make more money. But people go, okay, that's a little bit, uh, it's money. But it's not just that. The reason why I want women to make more money is the data shows that women who make more money also are more likely to contribute it back to society versus men. Like there's actually data around this. So my thing is, is if I can help women make more money and then they start to contribute at like a local level, a national level, and then a global level, the overall ripple effect that we will have, such as what you're already doing, I also to donate, you know, what I mean, Is going to be enormous, right? But yeah. if we can't get Know, yes, we can do ten dollars and we can do five dollars, but a lot of the women I work with, and that's what they start with, they're similar to you. I want to walk in with a check and I want to make a bang, right? Like, this will feel really good for me to do this for these human beings. So, impact is just, I think, it's something that all businesses should be looking at, regardless of where you're at. And if all you can do is ten dollars a year right now, that is still impact, right? And I think changing the definition of what impact is versus these big you know, parties or, do you mean, checks or whatever is important because we can all still start making an impact with the money that we make.
1: Well, and not only that, but if you can't afford the monetary expenditure, right, mm-hmm. if you can't pour investments like physical, tangible dollars and cents into someone else's, you know, cause that you feel really passionate about, give your time mm-hmm. give your resources like there's so many things that you could do you could volunteer you could you know bring a group of people get a group of people together and fundraise for the money that you don't have like mm-hmm. there's so many ways that you can leverage your skills and your opportunity and time and resources and network to create a bigger impact and that's what I think it's all about is getting resourceful and creative with what you have available to you today and not just focusing on the five dollar ten dollars or incremental things that you can give, but how do I make this a practice instead mm-hmm. of just, you know, something that I do occasionally? How do I integrate this into my life in a more meaningful way? So when I wake up in the morning, I'm like, you know what? part of my mission is giving back. And here's all the ways that I do that. So even on the hard days, I still want to show up and I still want to do the things because that impact is something I'm only afforded by having Fridays off because I have really strategic ways of running my business, or Mm -hmm. that impact is only available to me because I was able to generate X percent profit in my business and be able to give back so much, right? Mm -hmm. So it's, Really integrated into the core vision, the values, and the mission of a brand.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh, and I love what you said there about um, using what you have. So, you know, five years ago, six years ago, when I first started the consulting side, is I also was a state mentor here for the Queensland government, and because they, they didn't have a lot of female mentors uh, for business owners, and so I went into there. But one of the things that became very clear is that women were failing at higher rates than men because they didn 't have access to the tools, community, and resources that they needed and I thought well i don 't have copious amounts of money, but what could I do so I started offering grants partial grants um, to business owners because I tested free grants, and what I found was is people didn't have any skin in the game. They just kind of like took it. They didn't show up. So my thing was, was well, what can I do if I really want to give, but also have people take responsibility? So I've been doing partial grants, whereas at time of recording, we've just released $15,000 uh, and $1,000 grants to 15 different people because it's Amazing. that's what that's what I can do, right? Like I can't change the world, but I can change 15 other people's lives right now, right? Absolutely. And so, Yes. Do you know what I mean? And so yes, quote unquote, if you look at it from a business things, people have like say to me, but you're taking a cut, a cut is in like you're losing money. Do you know what I mean? And I'm right. like, but how do you define losing money? Right. Like, yes, technically I'm losing money if you look at it from a very black and white perspective. But what I'm gaining is giving the schools, community, and resources to 15 other women who then are going to excel, right? Make ripple effects, help their family, and then do you know, go on to make a bigger impact that we just talked about. So I think it's like an eye of the beholder how you're defining loss. Right. So I think it's it's a beautiful thing to be able to do that because that's what I can do. That's what I've got resources to do. Uh, and that's what I can give right now, right? So so uh, utilizing what we have, I think is so important. Absolutely.
1: And I think seeing the
0: opportunity
1: in those circumstances, like it's not just about what you're giving to someone else. Like you said, it's also about what you're gaining. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, every time you give, you gain. And every time you gain, you can give back. Like, you can choose to pay it forward and do things. So when you're programs are successful and you're generating this extra money and you're thinking I could reinvest it back into my business or I could Mm -hmm. perpetuate the success of 15 other people's businesses in a meaningful way that actually lights me up and makes me want to make $30,000 to cover Mm -hmm. that expense so that I can go and support even more women next year. Like Mm -hmm. that is a mission driven type of action that I think a lot of people would be like, you know, that it feels like that has become a core and integral part of your growth is you have almost taken on this responsibility to give these opportunities to people. And now that's tethered to your goals and your ideals as a business. And so if you took that away, it would take a huge portion of your business momentum away. So it mm. almost becomes hand in hand with
0: how you move forward, which is mm. such a beautiful thing. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm with you. Oh, my goodness. All right. Clearly, you and I like to talk, do you know what I mean? You and I are like, well, <laughs> you and I think if I ever get to Boston, do you know what I mean? You and I will be hanging yes. out, do you know what I mean, for like a weekend uh, catch up. So I think we're talking, we're already kind of talking about this people first, right? Leading leading with like, what can we do to add value for people? But for those people who are listening to the podcast today who are like, how do you maximize your profit, ladies and and by putting others first because this is a very um you and I get it I mean this is like it's been ingrained in me from the beginning but most people this is a very counterintuitive type situation because this is not what they're hearing on the internet and social media typically this isn't what they're consuming so how let's just start very simplistic simplicity how do you put people first like what do you mean by when you say putting people first Okay, so there are different examples of people. So Mm -hmm. there's putting yourself first, Mm -hmm. there's putting your
1: clients first, there's Mm -hmm. putting your audience members first, right? Like there's different segments of your business. And so what my sort of take on this is we put people first in every way that that is actually true, right? Mm -hmm. So you need to come first, which means you need to become the most efficient person at the skill set that you have to be able to serve as many people as possible right mm-hmm. like that and also and 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 right like honor your boundaries and set pricing so that you feel like you're getting compensated appropriately for your skill set and mm-hmm. you know all of those different things so it's sitting down and really thinking like one of the best questions that one of my coaches has ever asked me is what do you want not and this is something that we as women do not ask ourselves ever mm-hmm. That's Mm -hmm. what I find is asking ourselves, what do we think we should want? What makes the most sense to want? What do I have time to want? What do other people think that I need to have? Like, what are all these different things? But really sitting down and thinking, what do I want? Mm -hmm. And then mapping and almost like reverse engineering what that is that you want. Because Mm -hmm. as soon as you become aware of something, it's my belief that you are made aware of that thing because it's possible. Mm -hmm. You wouldn't be made aware of things that are not possible to you, right? Mm -hmm. So having that in your mind's eye and knowing this is what I want and then reverse engineering how you're gonna get it, that is a way for you to put yourself first and also feel like, You are prioritizing the things that you need in order to get there, which inevitably makes you a higher profit generating individual because Mm -hmm. you're figuring out how to get what you want without compromising your boundaries and your values and your integrity and all of these pieces that are obviously fundamental components of who you are as a human, Mm -hmm. right? And then putting your customers first Mm. is very similar. You're going to put the needs of your customers first, which means I'm very heavily focused on LTVs. So Mm -hmm. I want every customer who comes to me to be a recurring customer, to be a lifetime fan, to... Mm -hmm you know, be with me for a long time. I want them to trust me. I want them to get amazing results with me. So when I meet someone and I'm thinking like, I'm never just in this for the short dollar, like Mm -hmm. I'm always in this for the long haul. So- putting them first increases my LTVs mm-hmm. and allows me to grow organically from within so that if I launch something, all of my clients that I already have are going to buy it and then tell five people to buy it. Mm-hmm. So I don't have to think a lot about marketing or sales, even though I'm I'm great at those things and I teach people how to do them. I'm really focused on marketing and sales from the inside and making sure that people are well served and getting what they need so that
0: they are part of the mission and the spreading
1: of that mm-hmm. mission. So that it's not just on my shoulders.
0: Mm-hmm. And, I, and I like that too, because that's kind of my whole ethos also, right? Is just lead with love, lead with integrity, yeah. you know, lead with understanding that these people aren't transactions and they become your marketing agents for you. You don't even mm-hmm. have to ask. Facebook groups, they're tagging you, right? They're sending you the referrals. And to me, they're the best type of recommendations are referrals, right? Because as we were talking before we press record... Those people are already like you're never going to go and just recommend someone because you don't want to compromise your brand or your own integrity for the most part, right? So if you refer someone, you know that these people are like warm, borderline, ready to convert because their best mate, they're whoever, has already praised you, right? So you know, but it's I mean, I think you would agree that's not why we do what we do, but it's a direct result of what we do. Does that make sense? Like because we're leading with love, because we're leading with in- integrity, because we're leading with value first. This is a byproduct of that. It's not because we do that to get that product. Does that make sense?
1: Absolutely. And you can feel when someone's being authentic and inauthentic. I think most, especially women, we're very intuitive, where we trust ourselves, like our first instinct is often our best instinct. Mm. And so when we meet someone and they say you should work with this person and you instantly feel kind of like that icky, weird vibe, Mm. you're like, okay, this person is probably just like trying to get some affiliate income, right? Mm. Versus like showing up and being like, oh my good. Like we were talking about copywriters right before we got on this episode. Mm. And I was like, my copywriter is the best. Like she's just, she gets me and she can articulate my value so clearly and help me make it actionable and also capture my tone. And her process is so well organized and just talking about her, like you can tell that I enjoy her and I've worked with her and I've gotten results from working with her and I'm happy to refer her versus like, I know someone that I could connect you to. She's good. Right. Mm -hmm. Like that's a totally different vibe than the vibe of I've worked with this person, I trust them, and they're amazing and can do great work for you.
0: Mm -hmm. Yep. Amen, sister. Amen. Now, there are people listening going, you guys could be on drugs. I don't understand. You know, what I mean, they're still processing <laughs> what we're trying to talk about here, Justine, right? And so let's kind of dive in. What are some common myths or misconceptions or concerns that people have about putting others first in business, and how can these be addressed? Because again, this is such a counterintuitive way of looking at things, right? Yeah. Um, there's people are automatically going to be like, nope, this isn't going to work for me. I can't do this. You know, that the saying goes, I should always put my own oxygen mask on first, like. So, walk us through a little bit about these myths or misconceptions and how can these be addressed? Well, first of all, I feel like most myths and misconceptions about this
1: topic Mm -hmm. are rooted in an either or mindset. And I'm a big proponent of the both and, Mm -hmm. right? So, I'm not saying that prioritizing people means that you deprioritize profit, right? And so, I think that is a really foundational and important concept to talk about with these myths and misconceptions because. Mm When people think about, you know, if this, then this, and it's an or scenario, they back themselves into a corner of, I'm going to, you know, put myself first. If I if I ask myself, what do I really want? Here's a perfect example. If I ask myself, what do I really want? What I really want is gonna end up being like eating bonbons and taking naps all day and watching Netflix. (laughs) Like I'm not gonna wanna build my business and help people and do all the things, right? Mm -hmm. And honestly. That was my thought when I was asked this question, what do you really want? I'm like, oh, no, this is not going to be good for me. Like, I need to do the thing that I think I should do, right? Yes. And then I started asking myself the question, what do I really want? And because my business is so deeply rooted in my commitment to creating a legacy and helping people and streamlining systems and processes and brainstorming ideas and being creative and using these muscles, like I can't help myself but build my business. And when I ask myself, what do I really want? I'm so rooted in my mission and so rooted in my purpose that I wake up and the first thing I want to do is write content. Mm -hmm. The first thing I want to do is follow up with somebody. I want to write a book. I want to host a podcast. I want to be a guest on your show. Like I want to pour value out into the world because it's overflowing and bubbling up in my body to a point where it's uncontrollable. Like that comes from really prioritizing the mission of the business, which is why I love working with mission-driven business owners because Mm -hmm. first of all, they are just rooted in purpose and so happy to show up in their brand in such an intentional way and also they can really easily articulate their value to people because mm-hmm. they're so fired up about it. And they're so clear about what their objectives are that it's almost impossible. Like when you say, I help women make more money, mm-hmm. you're like so clear because you're so mission driven.
0: Mm-hmm. Yep. And so there's we'll have- so many examples
1: of how you show up and do that. mm
0: mm-hmm To secure your ticket, head to AngelaHenderson.com.au today. And I think there too, like you talked, I can't remember, I just, again, this ADHD brain, but you said something there that I just wanted to kind of tune in on about the book, The Go-Giver. I don't know if you've ever read the book, The Go-Giver by Bob Berg and John David Mann. If you haven't, it's probably literally speaking everything that (laughs) <laughs> we talked about Justine. It's one of my favorite. I literally probably pick the book up about 10 times a year just to oh, kind of that. refresh. And what they talk about in the Go Giver is the five laws of stratospheric success, right? And they say if you can follow these five laws, you will become profitable. Uh, but again, these laws, most people will like freak out, right? So the first law is the law of value. Your true worth is determined by how much more you give in value than you take in payment. The second law is the law of compensation. Your income is determined by how many people you serve and how well you serve them. Mm -hmm. The third law is the law of influence. Your influence is determined by how abundantly you place other people's interest first. The fourth law, the law of authenticity. The most valuable gift you have to offer is yourself. And the Mm -hmm. fifth law, the law of receptivity. The key to effective giving is to stay open to receiving. and what they say there is if you lead with value you know and then the law of compensation law of influence and the law of authenticity you naturally are going to receive aka profitability right but the problem is is a lot of people then feel because of their own mindset subconscious that if i give and leave a value that god forbid do you mean i make money because that would mean i'm being bad i can't have both right and so in the book they talk about no, 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 no. You can lead with all of this love, value, except for, but you still have to learn to receive because people will throw your, their wallets at you because mm-hmm. they want to pay you. Similar to how your clients are and I would own oh, my clients are, right? Like they know that we're leading with love, that we're leading with value, that we're leading, do you mean putting their needs first? And, but if you can't be open to receiving, then you will block that flow of money and energy because you're not there yet. Does that make sense? A hundred percent. So I don't know if
1: you've ever read any books by Florence Scovel Shin, but she wrote a collection of books in the 1920s mm-hmm. and um, she was definitely ahead of her time. Uh-huh. <laughs> and one of her books she talks about, I think it's um, something about making friends. I can't remember the name of the book exactly, but she also wrote The Secret Door to Success. So there's mm-hmm. a collection of her works on Amazon for under $10. It's great. Yep. And in the book, she talks about how she has this mantra, and it's. I've adopted this mantra to be my mantra as well, which is: I give wonderful work in a wonderful way and wonderful service for wonderful pay.
0: Uh-huh. Oh, how good's that! It's so good
1: because it incorporates all of those five principles that you just mm-hmm. talked about. Is. Mm-hmm. You're doing the work and you're doing it in such a fulfilling way for you and the person. And I think when you have a mindfulness for profitability, but you put the person, like you prioritize that person's experience, Mm. it blends together in such a natural way. You can't help but make the money that Mm -hmm. you set out to make because you're focused on making sure that you're surprising and delighting every single person that you meet. So it's like, all you need to do, like if the, if you take nothing more away from this episode, if anyone is listening to this and goes, what's the one golden nugget, right? This is going to be the thing. If you could only get one customer on your own, just one, mm-hmm. and that person had to be responsible for every subsequent customer in your business, mm-hmm. how would you do it? That is a people first mentality. Mm -hmm. And that is one of your keys to the highest level
0: of profit in your Mm -hmm. business, period. Mm -hmm. Yep. I like that because, again, I I believe businesses overcomplicate business, right? They really overcomplicate business. And in this, it's like it sums it up very simplistic. Simplistic, sorry. It's like, like, again, you've got one. If you could only have one person that you get to work with, how would that customer experience look? What would you yeah. need to have in place in order for, for them to feel seen? What would you need to do to make sure that they go, uh, do you know what I mean, and talk about you when you're not in the room? I, I always believe that, yeah, you know, what are people saying when I'm not in a room? Right. Because that to me is the most powerful praise that people can give when I'm not there. Right. And so I love yes. that, keeping that one little thing in mind. Now, for those people in your, I guess, I'm curious to know, in your opinion, what role does empathy and or emotional intelligence play in maximizing profits by putting others first? Yeah, I love that question. So first of all, I think that we have to exercise
1: human skills as Mm -hmm. business owners. And they're very deprioritized when it comes to a masculine-led energy in business, right? That we are focused more on the money and capitalism and all the things, right? And Seth Godin wrote a great book called Lynchpin. Mm-hmm. And it's about how we have been trained due to capitalist tendencies to be cogs in a wheel mm. and to grease the wheel of corporate culture and showing up in a way where we prioritize the money before mm. the experience. So that's why so many people... Hate their jobs and burn out constantly and have to leave work early and take vacations. Like I'm of the mindset, I want to build a business where I never feel like I need a vacation. I'm taking it. I just feel like I want to do that. Like that's not because I'm burnt out. Right. And Mm -hmm. so building your business to fit you, I think number one, you need to work on these human skills and have this level of, you know, so I, I enrolled in an Enneagram course and this was a while ago. And when I was going through the course, I was realizing how much emotional intelligence and empathy really play into authentic relating mm-hmm. and how it plays into being able to have a curious um, or curiosity-based conversation with someone mm-hmm. and how much growth you can achieve in a short amount of time just by having that level of openness and communication mm-hmm. and listening to people and really sitting with them and being with them and understanding them. And I think so many people jump to like, how can I make money? And, you know, how can I make this business profitable versus how can I serve my people really well so that those profits become inevitable byproducts of a Mm. great business model? Like, Mm -hmm. if you think about the money, yes, you can create the money. But it's going to be such an uphill battle to continue to maintain that level of income that you created with money in your sites the entire time versus building a business where the experience is prioritized. So even earlier today, I was coaching in my group program, and one of the women on that call was like, listen... I'm doing a beta program. And I don't know whether or not I should show up in my group once a day. I don't know if we should be having calls. I don't know if I should be, you know, communicating in this way or this way. And I'm getting a lot of conflicting information. And my response to her was like, how can you best serve your people today? What do they Mm -hmm. need? Yeah. And if you don't know, the best thing you can do is ask, right? Mm -hmm. Like you have so much freedom running this as a beta. You could do whatever you want. You could, Pop in there and be like, hey, I'm here. Is anyone around? Do you want to hang out and chat and talk through things? Hey, I put together this training and switch it up week to week. Like trial and error is your best opportunity to figure things out. Like sometimes we just, as you said, we just overthink business and overcomplicate it. Like We have to have this perfect funnel and system and process for getting things from point A to point B to generate the highest amount of income in the shortest amount of time. And that's Mm -hmm. how we're trained to think. But if we really trained ourselves to think differently and thought about this empathic, like, I care about what these people need, and I created my business for a reason, how do I help them get there with the lowest amount of effort, with the least amount of sacrifice, with the most amount of joy, and help navigate that with them and figure that out. And then as I get better at that, and as I develop a process for that, whether it's losing weight or styling yourself or having a brand shoot or copywriting or any of these things, when you show up with that in mind, you're only going to become stronger and better with a higher capacity to earn as you learn. So you actually can get paid to learn Mm -hmm. and serve people really well and create an impact because someone's at a four and you're at a five, you can help them even if they're at a seven and you're at a five, but your skill set is the gap between their seven and 10. You can help them.
0: Mm-hmm. And one of the things that I just want to go back on is you said the words um, like I care. Yeah. And it's, it's a funny thing because I've even been told you care too much about your clients. Mm. I said, oh, and I'm like, well, what do you mean by I care? Because there's a difference, I believe, between caring and then breaking boundaries. I think there's a very different, do you know what I mean? Difference there. And I said, well, if I, we've got systems in place in all of my programs, every Monday morning, I go through all of my clients and all of my programs. And if I haven't seen someone within the last two weeks, my team is to reach out with them. Full stop. I don't care. What if they're in my lower paying program or my higher paying program? Don't care. Because these people are humans. They've got things going on with their families. Death happens. Do you mean illness happens? Whatever. And I've had a coach once say, oh no, you're micromanaging them. And I said, I don't, I said, I disagree. Just because we sent her an email, this to be like, hey, Ange hasn't seen you at the calls. We wanted to make sure you and your family are okay. Yeah. Doesn't mean I'm micromanaging. It's just because I care. I genuinely care. If I saw them on a street, I'd want to be able to hug them and look them in the eyes versus being like, oh my God, I'm embarrassed. I haven't heard from these people. And I've just taken, did mean, I was like, no. Yeah. So I was like, it's kind of like when I hear people say, I don't want to give too much away in my freebie because people won't buy from me. Ugh, that's my biggest. Right. Copy. And I'm like, and it's the same thing. I was like, I don't, it's like, you don't want to love your children too much. What? Mm. And I think these, these, um, things that people say is because they've heard it and it's ingrained from their own experiences. So I get that, but I'm here for a conversation where it's like, I don't think you can give too much away in a freebie. I don't think you can love your children too much. And I don't think you can care too much for your clients. In fact, yeah. I believe now there's a difference between caring and being like, I don't know. I'm just trying to think of an example where you start to reach your boundaries, right? Where yeah. it's like a client reaches out to you at 12 o'clock at night. And you're like, oh, I have to respond now because if I don't, then I'm not caring. No, that's a boundary thing. You can still care about them tomorrow morning when you're back in the office, all right? Mm -hmm. So I won't go too much diversion there. But but what I'm saying is I don't think you can ever care too much. What are your thoughts about that? I agree to an extent. I think that, first of all, I don't believe
1: that you can give too much away with your freebies as well. Mm -hmm. Like, I think, in fact, I think too many people don't give enough away with their freebies. So... Um, you know, when I see that sort of mentality, I'm always thinking like, first of all, how do you feel about your paid offers? Because Mm -hmm. if you feel like your freebies are giving it all away, then you're clearly not creating enough value with your paid programs. Mm -hmm. And you need to rethink that strategy, right? It all goes back to the core of the offer and what you're trying to do. And I think that there is though a strategy in that. Like I often talk about this. I often talk about freebies almost like a movie trailer. Mm -hmm. If you don't put any of the funny parts in, no one's going to want to see your movie. Yes. So you can't just put like weird long dialogue into a trailer or people are going to lose their attention and they're going to move on to the next thing. Like you Mm -hmm. have to capture them, but you also want to save some of the good moments to like surprise and delight them. And so there's a level of balance and understanding. Like what is my, you know, if we were talking about like ascension ladders or something, I would say like, what's the first thing that I can give to people that gets them excited to see the movie? like. That's all the goal is of that trailer. So Mm -hmm. can you give too much away in terms of value? No, but also are you giving away too much in terms of like losing their interest? Yes. Unselling them Mm -hmm. to the offer because you're giving them too much because Mm -hmm. there is a threshold for what people will take for free. Like you said with your grants, like Mm -hmm. you're giving people enough, but you're not giving them so much that they're just gonna you know squander it or not take action on it. Like they have just enough to really... Achieve a specific goal or do a specific thing that they have in mind, and that's going to be the propellant. Yeah. But you're not like giving them the fire and then having them light their house on fire.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah.
1: So totally. there's a big difference, and I think that when it, in terms of like, I'm not a huge fan of empathic um, approaches to business because mm-hmm. I think when you're empathic. That means that you're taking on the emotional state of the person that you're trying to serve, which means you almost feel their level of desperation when they reach out to you at midnight, which makes you want to respond instantly, which is Mm -hmm. not a healthy boundary to keep, right? So I'm a big fan of compassion over empathy, which is I understand where you are. I care deeply about you. And also... Giving you until 6 a.m. to process this and for me to honor my boundary is the healthiest and
0: most kind thing I can do for you right now. The, not to mention, the majority of the time, they already know the answer. Right. Right. Like, it is. just like, and so again, to me, it's like giving them that time in this space. Not only are you honoring a boundary, but you're allowing them to also, like, you're teaching them in many ways, right? Because they already know yeah. the answer. They just typically, most of the time, in my experience, they just, They're they're lacking like that confidence. Do you know what I mean? They've got, do you mean the stories going on, but they know what they need to do, right? They just want someone just to validate. Do you mean what they're doing? Now, listen for the writing
1: the letter. Sorry, I was just going to say, it's like writing the letter to your ex to get closure. Like sometimes you just need to like put it out there and then you can be free Mm. versus like sitting with it and then sending it and then waiting for a reply and then obsessing over it. Like, That, and that is almost like a dangerous slippery slope to enablement with people Mm -hmm. is like getting back to them right away and doing everything they ask for and training them to not honor their boundaries.
0: Mm -hmm. Yep. No, I couldn't. Oh, I love it. And, um, I mean, boundaries is a whole nother podcast episode we could talk about, (laughs) or lack of boundaries. But it's like the fact that we're bringing up, I still think is always a good thing just so that, again, those who are listening are like, again, just be mindful of your boundaries because you can still put other people's first, but you still need to maintain boundaries because it's super important. Now, for those people who are listening that are going like, okay, you guys, you've got me thinking, I can see where you're going with this. I can hear it in your voices, how passionate you both are about this topic. What advice would you give to businesses who are just starting to explore this idea of putting others first as a way to maximize profits? Like what are some of the things that they could start thinking about or doing today?
1: Yeah, I think the first thing is to sit with that question. What do I really want? Mm-hmm. Right, like really reflecting on what you really want. And I, I love a Venn diagram. So I want you to picture this in your mind's eye as you're listening, because I know mm-hmm. this is not a visual podcast, <laughs> but if I have a Venn diagram on one side is what do I really want? What's going to fulfill me and light me up and get me excited and wake me up like with this just like fire in my belly to go do that thing. And then on the other side of the Venn diagram is what do my people want? Like what is my ideal best customer really crave? What are they waking up thinking about? What are they really looking forward to achieving? Like what is that ideal outcome for them? And where do those overlap Mm -hmm. That's the perfect place to start when it comes to prioritizing people and subsequently generating profits from prioritizing people because you're able to capture your boundaries, your deep desires, your fire and purpose and all of those things along with what they're really looking for. And so like even this morning, I was writing an email because I saw this woman on Instagram posted something about how her ideal clients came to her. She's like a weight loss coach. Uh And she's like, my ideal client comes to me and says that she's looking for quick, easy recipes. And I was telling her how, you know, there's such deeper work to be done here. And there's so many more things that you don't understand. And you really need coaching to understand all of these things. And that's why you should book a call with me today. And my instant reaction was no, like Mm -hmm. give her the recipes, right? Mm -hmm. Like she's look, you're equipped to do that. Mm. You want to make a change, give her the recipes, and one of two things will happen. One, they'll actually give her the piece that she's looking for to not have to think about food so she can make the exact foods that she needs to make to go start creating momentum and progress and then be more willing to do the hard work. Mm -hmm. Or two, she's going to get the recipes and stay stuck and realize that the hard work is the only way, but sometimes we have to learn like that. Mm. So, either way, if you equip her, With the recipe she's looking for, you're going to get her closer to her goal that much quicker. So stop thinking about what you think she needs and Mm -hmm. start honoring what she's telling you she needs. And also keep in the back of your mind, once I give her the recipes, how am I going to nurture her into feeling comfortable enough and okay enough to take that next step? What can I do to empower her to ask me what the hard thing is to do next? Like, how do Mm -hmm. I take radical responsibility is a question I ask myself a lot for getting that person from where they think they need to be to where I believe they actually need to be. How do I bridge that gap? And that is truly that midpoint between in that Venn diagram of what you really want and what they really want.
0: Mm -hmm. Well, that's, I mean, again, I always encourage people to like journal. And I think this is another example where just get a pen and paper and start Mm -hmm. thinking about going back to that primary question. What is it that you want? Right. Uh, Because I think in a world where we're being told what we want, I don't think people know what they want. I would agree with you 100% on that, that even women who come to work with me, I'm like, but why do you have your business? Why are you doing what you're doing? What do you want at the end of the day? And they just kind of look at me with like a deer in the headlights and they're like, oh, no one recently has really asked me what I want. I'm just, I started this business because I, you know, but they don't know what they want, you know? And also too, it's like another example to talk about, like what you want is so often people think they want the seven figure business. Because that's all you hear about seven figures, seven figures, seven figures. But really, what they want is to be able to go and pick their kids up early from school and be there for their children yeah. and take them to ballet and go and create luscious memories together. And so, when we look at that, what they really want is, you know what I mean, a two hundred thousand dollar a year business with no team, no additional stressors, uh, but have the luxury of, do you know what I mean, having that joy every single day because that's what that's what they want. That's what their heart wants, right? So, go Absolutely. back to the basic. What do you want? Now, for those listeners wanting to connect with you, right? What's going on in your world for 2023 and how best can they connect with you? Yeah. Well, my website is justinebeauregard.com.
1: So it's literally just my name, dot com. Uh-huh. And you can find me through all the channels through that one website. Mm-hmm. Um, typically on Instagram is where I spend the most amount of time, where I'm Justine Beauregard Coach is my uh-huh. handle. And I have a free business building academy where I do five-day live trainings every single month on different topics that I think are really going to move the needle for entrepreneurs. So it's totally free to get in there to participate in those trainings. People walk out of them, minds blown, creating results. Like I did one, um, I'm actually doing one in the midst of this podcast and someone posted this morning in the group that they have gotten 13,000 views on their reel with like 200 followers from just following some of the advice on these trainings. So they're really powerful and they're meant to move the needle for you. And then I also have a paid program called the Breakthrough Lab, which is where you get 12 calls a month and guided strategy and support and all of those things. And then I also offer private
0: coaching if you're at a certain level of income. So you'd have to apply and qualify into that offer. Goodness, I absolutely love it. Again, you're needing help. Make sure that you head over, check out Justine's stuff even further because she's doing amazing things in this space. And obviously, again, I just love that she's got this notion about leading with value, putting people first, uh, and still being able to be profitable. So, no, thank you for that. Now, before we wrap up, though, I always like to ask one final question: What do you know now that you wish you knew when you first started out in business? That I was doing it all right the first time around. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Truthfully, like. Your first
1: ideas are your best ideas. And everything that I'm doing now is actually just a version of what I did when I started my business. I've reverted back to a lot of those things fundamentally and just added more of my signature flair and approach to those things and applied, obviously, the skills and the learning that I've taken with me through this journey But that fundamental, like, instant, that's why I say, like, that really, you know, human instinctual response to what do I really want, dream big. Don't place limits on yourself. Forget about the money it's going to take and the time it's going to take and the resources you're going to need and all the things. And just really write down, this is what I want. And I'm going to make it happen. And you will be able to create this amazing life. Like you said, some people are just pre-programmed to say, I want a successful business. And I say, what does success mean to you? And they go, I don't know. That's just what I heard someone say on an Instagram reel yesterday, right? Mm. Like we're so consumed by these thoughts of other people and this comparison being the thief of joy. I think more of us just need to accept that, yeah, you're going to be terrible at things that you've never done before a lot of the time. And that's okay. And you're going to implement ideas and they're not going to pan out the way that you thought they would. And they're going to sound a lot better in your brain than they actually sound out on paper, but you won't know any of that until you
0: do it. So just do it. Mm -hmm. And that's the thing is just... There's someone else out there less qualified than you. Do you know what I mean? Just doing it, right? Because they've backed themselves. They've allowed themselves to dream big. They've allowed themselves to understand what they want and they're making it happen right? So I agree. Just do it. Now, listen, my friend, it has been an absolute pleasure hanging out with you pre-record. And during this recording, Uh, I love your wealth. I love your knowledge. I love your vibe. And yes, it's just, it's always good having phenomenal humans on the podcast. So thank you so much for today. And just a reminder that my team and I will be putting together the show notes for this episode over on my website at AngelaHenderson.com.au. If you haven't already, don't forget to subscribe on Spotify or Apple so that you can be the first to know when a new podcast is released. And if you haven't left a review, you know, I love a good review. Please do so. It always warms my heart. It makes me smile because producing a podcast does take a little bit of time. So any extra love you can give in a review would be greatly appreciative. But for now, my friend, have an amazing day no matter where you are in the world. And I look forward to you joining me for another episode of the Angela Henderson Online Business Show. Have a good one. And thanks again, Justine. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Angela Henderson online business show, www.angelahenderson.com.au.